To those of you listening to us on the internet, to the men and women in our armed forces, wherever you may be, to our members and guests here at Beautiful Savior Lutheran Church in Milwaukee on this festival of the resurrection of our Lord Easter Sunday, grace be to you and peace from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen. The word of God upon which we base our message this morning is the gospel for today. You heard it read before. I recall just these words. He is not here. He has been brought back to life, as he said. In the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord and Savior, my beloved. Easter can be a day full of surprises. Surprises, perhaps, especially for the kids. Um, I don't know if you have that uh, tradition in your house to um, hunt Easter eggs, uh, and, and you hide them, parents hide them, and the kids go find them, and, uh, oh, it's a surprise. I never thought I'd fi- find an Easter egg here. I remember one Easter Sunday, our parents uh, surprised us by making lamb for dinner. My dad always says, you've got to come quickly because you've got to eat it while it's hot. Surprises on Easter Sunday. The um, Easter surprise that I remember the most uh, was Easter 1982. And my wife was extremely pregnant and uh, just about ready to deliver. And it was Holy Week. And so I said on Tuesday, I said, honey, please don't have the baby on Maundy Thursday because it's so busy. And Maundy Thursday came and went, and then it was Good Friday, and I said, honey, please don't have the baby on Good Friday. There's so much to do. And then Saturday came and went, and then it was Easter uh, Saturday. I said, honey, please don't have the baby on Easter Sunday. You've got to sing in the choir. There's Easter breakfast. There's two services. Made it through all the services and went home. And then we were tired. I think it was 10.30, 11.30 at evening. And I told her, I said, honey, thank you for so much for not having that baby uh, on Easter. She said, don't go to bed. It's time to go to the hospital. <laughs> An Easter surprise. My son Nathan, the youngest, to this day, when his older sisters smell Easter lilies, they say, reminds him of Nathan. This morning, we want to take ourselves back to the very first Easter and see who was surprised and what the surprise was. And I'll give you a a heads up. There was more than one. Matthew 28 looks in on several women, disciples, who were hurrying to a garden cemetery. Jesus had been buried so very quickly after his crucifixion and death, and so they were going back there to finish the wrapping of the body. Jesus was, of course, uh, buried in a cave tomb with a huge stone that was rolled in front of the door so that nobody could get in, sealed the body. You know, these ladies that came to the tomb so very early that uh, first Easter were just the first group of disciples who were looking for a dead man because everybody knows that when people die, they stay dead. On the way to the cemetery, it finally dawned on the women who in the world was going to roll away that big stone. Didn't have any men with them. 
what was going to happen. And then the first Easter surprise. The tomb was already open. An angel, as brilliant as the sun, was sitting on the stone. There was an earthquake that shook the earth so that the soldiers who were uh, stationed there, posted as a guard, became unconscious, then later on went and ran off. And then they were bribed to say that the disciples had stolen the body of Jesus. They knew. Just for a moment, I think the earthquake, the angel, deserve a little bit of attention this morning. First of all, the stone ceiling to the, entra- the, the entrance to that, uh, that cave tomb was not a boulder. Actually, what it, what it was, was a, it was a hewn cut stone, which was like a huge cylinder or a wheel. And you rolled it in front of the door to the tomb, and it slammed into a trench, and you couldn't get it out. The earthquake and the angel blew that slab, that wheel, right out of its trench. So it was lying flat, and the angel was sitting on top of it. A lot of power. I don't know how that earthquake measured on the Richter scale. You know, we modern scientific people, we explain earthquakes by uh, saying that uh, they're caused by friction between two tectonic plates. And then they finally shift, you know, and then you have a fault line and all of a sudden you have an earthquake. But in the Bible, when there were major earthquakes, it it was because God was speaking. At creation, there were earthquakes. Global continents were uplifted. The ocean floor was depressed. The foundations of the earth were laid in place and God said, let there be... And there was. And then there was the universal flood. Noah and his family climbed into that ark, and there were earthquakes that tore the existing seabeds apart. The earth broke up, tidal waves and tsunamis. God was speaking, saying, I do punish sin and unbelief. And then there was Moses on Mount Sinai, receiving the Ten Commandments, It says, smoke arose, and the whole mountain shook violently. You see, God was speaking. I am the Lord your God. Don't have any other gods before me. And then when God's people were finally settling the promised land, they needed a little help now and then from God to defeat their enemies. 1 Samuel 14, the raiding party also trembled in fear. The earth shook. And there was panic sent from God. God was speaking, saying, this is my land for my people. Get out. And then there was our Lord's crucifixion. Jesus loudly cried out and gave up his life. And suddenly, Scripture says, the temple curtain was ripped in two from top to bottom. And the earth shook and the rocks were split open. And you see, God was speaking once again. Justice and punishment for sin is now exacted. And now the resurrection. Another earthquake. Did you ever see that uh, God does not do something really big without emphasizing it by way of an earthquake? I mean, just think of it. The crucifixion, earthquake. The resurrection, earthquake. It's sort of like... uh, 
God was tying a, a seismic knot between those two events. Why an earthquake, an angel, to make sure that the stone had been rolled away? Let me tell you, that stone was rolled away not so that Jesus could get out, so that people could get in. A millisecond on Sunday morning, Jesus translated right out of that cave. He evaporated. He wasn't there anymore because now in his glorified body, time and space didn't hold him any longer. But it's so kind of interesting, you see, how there were no believers in a resurrection on the first Easter. Everyone was looking for a stiff dead man still in the tomb. But at that millisecond, Sunday morning, Jesus was gone. Earthquake. You know, when you think about that resurrection earthquake, it really was an earthquake that was heard around the world. Because the angel sitting there on the stone was not sitting there quietly. I mean, the angel actually said something. Go and tell. And so the earthquake became an earthquake that was heard around the world. For centuries, changing lives, destroying death, changing the course of human history and even eternity. I mean, it started there on that first Easter morning with just a few women at the tomb. And then it spread to other disciples and Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the earth right through to your very own baptism. What resurrection earthquakes are you still feeling in your life? Maybe it's uh, you're going to cause some earthquakes to take place around the Copps Park area. Shaking hearts out of sleep to faith in Jesus Christ. And then there was the second big surprise on that first Easter. Jesus himself met the ladies. He reiterated the message of the angel. Do not be afraid. Go and tell. Kind of interesting. They, they heard and they saw and they touched empirical evidence, no apparition. Jesus rose bodily from the grave to give uh, three major resurrection truths. Romans chapter 1. In his spiritual holy nature, he was declared the Son of God. This was shown in a powerful way when he came back to life. Romans 4. Jesus, our Lord, was handed over to death because of our failures and was brought back to life so that we could receive God's approval. John 14, Jesus promised, because I live, you too shall live. You know, before Jesus died and rose again, he predicted some other surprises, some other earthquakes where God once again would be speaking Matthew 24, there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. And a lot of them will become uh, unpredictable, total surprises for us. And in all of those earthquakes that we hear about around the world, God is always speaking, telling us this world is not your last home. 
Don't get too comfortable here. Be prepared for Jesus' return through faith in your Savior. There's going to be one, actually, final earthquake, big one. And it'll be a big surprise, and you don't know when it's coming, and neither do I, but come it will. Revelation 16, a powerful earthquake struck. The sun turned black, the moon turned red, stars fell from the sky. The sky vanished like a scroll being rolled up. And on that day, Jesus will be speaking, saying, Now is the judgment of all mankind. When that day comes, for you and for me, even though it'll be a surprise, we won't be surprised at the outcome. Because you and I are safe in Jesus Christ. The Bible tells us when Jesus uh, comes on that last day, just look up because your redemption is drawing near. The book of Hebrews says, once, once more I will uh, shake not only the earth, but also the sky, Psalm 46. That is why we who are not afraid, even when the earth shakes and the mountains topple into the depths of the sea. That day will be a big surprise, known only to God. But for those faithful to their Savior, who believe in all the promises of the death and resurrection, we already know our destination, eternal life in heaven. How can we know that for sure? How can you know that for sure, well, where you will be on that last day? Well, you know because you believe in the Easter surprises, an empty tomb and a risen Lord. What do you believe? Say it with me once again. Alleluia, Christ is risen. And that's a guarantee for you, too. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. In holy baptism, our sins are forgiven, and we are granted a new life in Christ, our Lord. I ask you as a reaffirmation of what God has done for you in your baptism, do you renounce the devil in all his works and all his ways? Do you believe in God the Father Almighty? Do you believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son? Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? Yes, I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Is it your earnest intention to continue steadfast in this faith? and in the promise of your baptism, and as a member of the church to be diligent in the use of the means of grace and prayer? Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has given you the new birth of water and the Spirit, and has forgiven you all your sins, 
strengthen you with his grace to life everlasting. We take this time to gather our tithes and our offerings and our connection cards.